Lord. Amen. And uh, uh, through the revelation of uh, His Word, inspired by the Lord, and written and accounted by Matthew, um, we're going to be in chapter 6. If you can peace, there is a peace that the world can offer, but there uh, nothing matches the peace that God can gives, that God can give. Amen. You can try to find a peace in finances. You can try to find peace in relationships. You can try to find peace wherever else. Some some folks find peace in alcohol and drugs or try to find those things, but we all know that those things are temporary. That's why the Lord asks us not to focus on the things that are temporary, which are here on earth, but to set our minds, set our thoughts on, on the things eternal, the things above. Amen? Say with me, the things above. And so those things that are eternal. And he also describes, and that's what we're going to be reading in Matthew today, and, and, and he describes them as those treasures. Don't, don't set up treasures here on earth. Because here on earth is where uh, thieves can come and steal those things. And, and, and things begin to rust, the Bible describes, and, 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 and to fade away. In other words, they are temporary. They do not last. Tell your neighbor they don't last. And so in understanding that, we, we find in how the enemy can steal that peace. The enemy can steal... Uh, um, that place that 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 uh, that we're we're trying to um, be at and achieve through God's word, but again we say that that only those that have been reconciled to Christ can experience the perfect peace of God. Again, we said that we're not going to have trials and tribulations. Amen. We will have troubles. We will have troubles. How many of you guys believe that? How many of you guys are going through some troubles right now? Yeah? So we will have tribulation. We will have trials. We will have uh, uh, situations and circumstances. But again, God uses those things to mature us, to, to uh, sharpen us, to, 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 to better our character more like Him. Amen? And so uh, we use those opportunities that the Lord has brought us through because His Word says so that even though the things that we go through, He says, I, I turn those things to good for those that love Him. How many of you guys love Him today? Amen? Amen. And so we talked about uh, a lot of those things. We talked about uh, basically what I describe as the examination. It's that you cannot know what is wrong or what is going on unless you describe to the doctor and the Bible describes him as the great physician if you do not go and he examines us. And so last week was the examination. We stood at, I don't like to go to, to hospitals or clinics. How many guys like to go into clinics, right? Drawing blood. And so you're sitting there in the waiting room and that's the worst. Or you're sitting there in the room waiting for the doctor to come in. But thanks, God, thanks be to God that we have entered His presence and He's examining us. So in this moment, as, as these Levites were, were, were uh, ushering us into His presence, imagining we're, we're, the doctor is here to see you now. And you're there. You're right there where you're doing, where you're at. 
He, you're seated and the great physician through his word, his penetrating word is examining our, our hearts. Amen. And is examining our minds. And, and, and we come to understand where, where are your anxieties coming from? So he's beginning to ask you. With this, with this, with this uh, scripture that we're reading, uh, are gonna read right now in Matthew chapter six. He's beginning to ask the questions like an like a doctor does. Have you guys been to the doctor? Unfortunately, but he begins to ask you these questions. How do you feel? Where does it hurt? When did this start? How do you feel about that? What else is bothering you? And what is that leading to? What medications are you taking? What other things are you doing? What strenuous things did you do? So he's, he's examining our hearts. And, and if you would follow with me in, in chapter 6, we're going to be starting there, uh, particularly in verse, let's just, do, let's just start in verse 19. We, we, when you get it, say, I have it. Verse 19, chapter 6, verse 19. We made reference of this last week, but we're going to be getting into this week, and we're going to be going verse by verse. Are you ready with me? Amen? And he says this in verse 19. He says, do not store up for yourselves, okay, for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That is a question that the great physician is asking. What do you treasure? What is going on in your life? Where is your time going? Where is your finances going? Where is your mind going? So he's examining us. And he's, he, he's trying to figure out or make us understand where these things are coming from. Because that's where all our anxieties come from. When you don't know what's going on. Amen? When we don't know what's going on, when we're not in control, when we don't understand, anxiety stirs up. And so he's examining us and he's saying to us, where is your treasure? Where is your heart? Are you trying to gain peace? Are you trying to gain these things by through what the, the earth has to offer, what this, the, what this place has to offer? Where's your heart? He's asking us, where's your heart today? Don't store these things up here on earth. Store and think about and, and do these things. Store these things in heaven where moth cannot, and, and cannot destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. And then he says this in verse 22, he says, the eye, say with me, the eye. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. Is your, is your focus, is it clear? The great physician is asking, how is your eyesight? What are you focused on? 
Are you focused on relationships? Are you focused on finances? Because let me tell you something, if finances, I don't have enough, if your focus is on that, that's anxiety coming into play. I'm single, I should be in a relationship, I should be married by now, whatever the case may be, if your focus is on that, anxiety will start up. Are you with me this morning? And so he asks us, the eye, he's telling you, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate one and love the other. Or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And he's not just particularly asking or talking about money and finances, but where your treasure is. In other words, what is taking place of God in your life? If God is not the center or sitting on the throne of our hearts, something else is sitting there. Something else is there. And we cannot serve two masters. In other words, you cannot have it both ways. God will not share his throne with anyone. He will not share his place with no one. It's either yes or no. I will follow you or I will not follow you. The Bible describes that as being lukewarm. He says, if you are lukewarm, he says, I will spit you out of my mouth. We cannot have it both ways. That is why, and we're getting to how the great physician is examining us now. Well, no wonder I'm full of anxiety. Well, no wonder I'm full of, uh, of, of just uh, uh, unreason I'm, I'm, I'm confused why because you you we come to Sunday service or we 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 come to Thursdays and we think that that's it and you don't even read your word or you don't pray to the Lord until Sunday comes or or Thursday comes or or you come whenever you want to or you come to to church once a month I've always used this analogy who eats here three times a day? Who eats here more than three times a day? Sometimes I do. You need food and water to survive. Amen? That is how the Lord designed us. Pero nosotros espiritualmente hablando, estás comiendo solamente cuatro veces al mes, quizás dos veces al mes espiritualmente. So imagine yourself... The, the, the discontrol, the confusion that is happening in our minds and in our lives, that is what it all stems from. I've been to doctors before. I've spent thousands of dollars on trying to figure out what's the cause of my 
anxiousness? What's the cause of my, of my, my, my discomfort? Whatever that is. I would tell him, you know what? I don't, I'm feeling anxious. And he'll ask me, are you getting enough sleep? How many hours of sleep are you getting? Are you eating good? Are you eating right? What kind of things are you eating are important as well. And I made this description before. Es de que nosotros como cristianos queremos puras cosas chatarras. Drive through Christianity. We come, we go through the drive-thru, we get our Jesus fix and then we go. Esas cosas no alimentan, no sostienen. I ain't mad at you, I love you. I'm preaching this because I love you. Imagine yourself. The deficiencies that begin to happen. The places that are discovered and, and, and revealed not only to yourself or to the Lord, but also the enemy. La Biblia dice que anda como león rugiente buscando a quien devorar. When you watch these videos on National Geographic, these lions are just prowling around. And they go for who? The ones that are weak or, or, or slower or, 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 or outside. The family. And so we become an easy prey for the enemy. He just talked about darkness. Isolation is very, very dangerous. That's exactly when you're isolated in darkness, that's the place that the enemy wants to have you. Because he'll bring doubt into you. Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? You're such a loser. You don't even, uh, you're not even, you haven't accomplished this. You haven't accomplished that. You begin to open doors for the enemy to come in and bringing things that should not be in our minds. Pornography. All kinds of things. You think, oh, well, pastor, that's, that's, not, that's not so bad. I'm watching these things on YouTube. Or my obsession is, is, is certain things and certain themes and certain genres and certain things. Everything comes from somewhere. Everything stems from something. It all has a genesis. So you need to ask yourself, what am I looking at? What am I listening to? What am I intaking? All of those things the great physician is asking and examining us today. Por eso tenemos que tener mucho cuidado también lo que estamos ingiriendo también. You're saying, okay, well, I'm eating, I'm eating every day, but what are you eating? Are you eating the truth of the Word of God? I mean, I'm a fan of YouTube. I love YouTube. I love the things that are on there. But not everything is there. Dice la palabra que todo es accesible para mí, pero no todo me conviene. We get these crazy preachers on there preaching things that are not theologically sound. They sound good. They sound attractive. But the Bible calls those people as people that come to tickle your ear and bring lies to you. And they make you think that life is just all about you and God is here to lift you up and, and God is here to give you a house and a Benz and everything else and a blessing and if you just pray more, if you just do this. No! God has already paid the price. 
at the cross. He already loves you enough. And that is, should be enough for us. And no matter where we are. And, and the apostle describes that. I've seen, I've, I've had hunger. I've had much. I've had little. But he celebrates what the Lord has done. So it doesn't matter where I am. If I'm shipwrecked, if I'm in prison, if I'm wherever, if I'm in sickness, disease, whatever the case may be, all glory be to God. And so he describes this examination that no one can serve two masters. And then he goes on to say in verse 25, can we keep reading? He says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father. That's key right there. Okay. Your heavenly Father. Pay attention to me now. He is not your Father unless you've been reconciled to Him. He can be your Father. Are you with me this morning? Your heavenly father feeds them. But then he says this. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? What did you accomplish by worrying? Nothing. Did you add another hour to your life? No. And he's making that examination. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Here it is. Verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, the last verse, 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of his own. Of his own. The examination. Where is our heart? Where are we looking? Who is your master? You cannot serve two. You could just say, oh, Pastor Joel, I'm just doing my thing. 
Have you ever heard that? This year, I'm just going to worry about me. This year, I'm just going to worry. I'm just going to do me. Right? Who is your master? A quien le sirves? Who are we serving? Who is our master? So he gives us this examination. But in the same scripture we are reading, he is also giving us the antidote, the cure. Are you with me? I want you to write this down. Who wants to know the cure? Are you ready? The cure to our anxieties comes through the revelation and receiving Him as our Heavenly Father. That is our cure. That is what He's describing Himself as. He's not only examining us. I love, I love the way when we, when we talk about leadership, Sandy always brings up and people bring up, hey, don't just bring a problem, bring a solution. In leadership, right? In, in, and in ministry. Because how many guys just hate complainers? They just complain about everything, but they don't have solutions. If you bring a problem, bring a solution. Tell your neighbor, bring me a solution. <laughs> don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. Amen. Entonces el Señor no es como nosotros que nomás estamos señalando problemas. Él nos examina, pero también nos dice, this is the cure, this is the solution. So he, he gives you an answer. And who's the answer? He's the answer. He's the answer. He's the answer. Say with me, he's the answer. He's the answer. And so the cure to our anxieties comes through the revelation and receiving Him as our Heavenly Father. Is He your Heavenly Father? Is He your Master today? If He's not, you have an opportunity to ask Him to receive Him as your Master, as your Heavenly Father. I don't know why today, being Father's Day, and Happy Father's Day to all the Three fathers that we have here today. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's just reading about this and, and understanding how learning, you know, to be a father. I'm learning to be a father through the example that God gives me and how, how He is a heavenly father. And so we understand these things. And so I want to close with this. Because I want to leave this, this last final section, this last final part for next week. Say with me, next week. It's the last Sunday of the month. But, but what we're going to be talking about is that revelation of the Father that we find in the Scriptures. Amen? The revelation of the Father. Next week, and, and I want to be talking about these things. We're going to be going verse by verse. Check this out. Verse 25, 26, 27, 28, 30, 31, 32, 33, and 34. We're going to be going all through those things. And each one of those things, God is revealing more and more and more of Himself. ¿Cuántos de ustedes han tenido un string in their shirt? Y lo jalas y como que entre más le jalas, más 
you're like, oh crap, this doesn't my string. So this is the same way with the Word of God. When you begin to pull the string, it's, you're beginning to reveal more and more and more of it. Y, y se empieza a desatar una bendición. And so we're going to understand through this, through the Word of God, and who He is as our Heavenly Father. One of the things we're going to be learning is that my Father forgives me. You want to understand your Heavenly Father? Understand this, is that my Father forgives me. And we see that in verse 25. Also, my Father cares for me. And we see that in verse 26. It'd be dope to do some type of devotional. Uh, maybe. That'd be cool. Anyways. My Father cares for me. My Father reigns. My Father reigns. And we see that in verse 27. My Father provides. Verse 28 and 30. My Father provides. My Father knows me. Verse 31 and 32. And my Father's kingdom is described in verse 33. And then lastly, I want to end with this. My Father sustains me. And he describes that in verse 34. So all the qualities of a father. And thank God for the fathers that we have now. Amen? And if I have my father here on earth and I thank God for his life. My father's not perfect. Just, I'm, just like I'm assuming your fathers are not perfect. But thank God, more importantly, that we have a heavenly father. Amen? And so we begin to see all these qualities, characteristics of God as our Heavenly Father. And if we can begin to understand, let me tell you something. De nada sirve all the knowledge, all the wisdom that we can gain by reading the Word, which is the truth, which changes, which penetrates, transforms. Pero si no la aplicamos a nuestra vida, we're going to continue to be on this wheel. We're going to continue to suffer in ways that our Father is meant to Take on those burdens. But if we don't see these characteristics in our Heavenly Father as a forgiving one, as a loving one, of a reigning one, of a provider, understanding that He knows me, understanding His kingdom, understanding that He sustains me, and we see that all throughout Scripture. All throughout Scripture. The revelation of who He is. 
And we're going to be doing that next week. So I want to ask you today in closing. Would you want him to be that heavenly father for you today? I wrote something down that I'll um, put it here at last. And I'm always thinking about how not to offend people or say things that uh, won't be offensive. Because sometimes I find myself saying some stuff and then people don't come back after saying some of these things. But I, I you know. I'm getting over that. I'm getting over that. But I want to leave you with this. If God isn't your father, then Satan is your father. Is that offensive? Will you come back next week? (laughs) Will you come back next week? I hope you do. If God isn't your father, Satan is your father. If you don't agree with me, you can come talk to me after service. But I understand what the Word of God is telling me. I cannot be in that neutral side. And just sit back. Because one day we will be before the Lord to give account of what he has given us. One day. If the Lord is not your father, then your father is Satan. So I want to ask everyone this morning, please stand with me. Sorry for this.